السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته الحمد لله once again we have been given this opportunity to be sad to talk about the stories of the Prophet عليه السلام and alhamdulillah today is Eid so first of all Eid Mubarak to all those who are celebrating today and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all our worship in the past month in the month of Ramadan may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all our du'as and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us best in this world and the hereafter. Inshallah today in True Story series we will be speaking in regards to three Prophets alayhimussalam. They are short stories so inshallah I won't be taking much of your time as I'm aware that today is a day of celebration and I'm sure you all want to go and eat as well. So inshallah I will keep it short, concise and we will inshallah hear about the three Prophets alayhimussalam who has been mentioned uh, in the stories, uh, the, specifically, of course, you have already seen on the poster Sayyidina Yahya alayhi salam, Sayyidina Daniyal alayhi salam, and Sayyidina Khidr alayhi salam. Of course, the, Sayyidina, the story of Sayyidina Khidr alayhi salam is generally lengthy. However, this story which I am to refer to, inshallah, will be short and it will be straight to the point. But before we begin, let us send salutations upon Imam al Anbiya, the Imam and the leader of all Prophets. Our Master Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. So please repeat after me. As-salatu wa salamu alayka ya Rasulullah. As-salatu wa salamu alayka ya Habib Allah. As-salatu wa salamu alayka ya Nabi Allah. As-salatu wa salamu alayka ya Nur Allah. Sallallahu ta'ala alayka wa sallam. Inshallah. As I mentioned, we will be speaking first of all in regards to Sayyidina Yahya alayhi salam. At this time, King Herod was madly in love with his brother's wife and duly killed his own wife and wished to marry her. This, however, was forbidden under the law of the Israelites which Musa alayhi salam revealed to them. So the rules and regulations brought to them by Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam did not allow this. They sought the opinion of Sayyidina Yahya alayhi salam. And he told them the law and said that such a move will be illicit and illegal. On hearing the verdict, his beloved thought to herself of ways to eliminate Yahya alayhi salam so that they could achieve their goals. So this act which the king held what Herod wanted to do was of course illegal in the sharia brought by Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam. However, he still wanted to go ahead, so he thought he would go to Sayyidina Yahya alayhi salam and try and find a way out of it. Sayyidina Yahya alayhi salam told him that it was still illegal and that it was not permissible. So what he tried to do, what he planned was that he would eliminate, i.e. he would martyr, he would kill Sayyidina Yahya alayhi salam in order for that they could achieve their goal. So what she did, meaning the lady, uh, the king's brother's wife, what she did was to use her daughter. In, uh, in some uh, biblical sources, her name was Salome. She was very attractive to dance in an entice the king in such a way as to make him do whatever she said. So Salome danced and presented herself in such a way that the king was heavily intoxicated, promised to give her anything she desired. Following her mother's instructions, she asked, for the head of Yahya, Allahu Akbar. This was enough for the wicked women, and a short while later, Sayyidina Yahya 
was hunted down and was martyred and his head was presented to King Herod. As the blessed head was presented and displayed on a tray to him, the lips of Yahya moved and said, She is not lawful for you. Allahu Akbar. Even after the demise of Sayyidina Yahya, his blessed lips were moving and he was still giving the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the tyrant king. So what this understand, what you understand from this is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's beloved bondsmen, the Prophets alayhim salam, they are able to give orders that are granted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even after their demise. The way Sayyidina Yahya alayhi salam was still able to tell the people, i.e. tell the king, that she was illegal for him. She was not permissible for him. Similarly, the Prophet after the demise can also support and help the believers as well. Another thing that we can understand is that regardless of whether a Prophet is still alive or not, the rulings that they bring still persists. Meaning when I say alive, I mean physical life. So they are physically, if they are physically alive, then of course their rules are there. But if they, are left, they have left this world, then some people would say, well, they have left this world, the Sharia leaves and all, billah, this is incorrect. The Sharia, which has been brought by the Prophet including all the Prophets that is including Rasulullah The Sharia they brought is still in place and the ruling of the Sharia of Rasulullah shall remain until the Day of Judgment, even though Sayyidina Isa السلام, shall return. He shall return to this world, but he shall be also a follower of Sayyidina Rasulullah Hence what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran has mentioned. وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُولِ أَفَإِمْ مَاتَ أَوْ قُتِلًا قَلَبْتُمْ عَلَىٰ عَقَابِكُمْ وَمَيَّنْ قَلِبْ عَلَىٰ عَقِبَيْهِ فَلَيَّدُرُّ اللَّهِ شَيْئًا وَسَيَجَلَّهِ الشَّاكِرِينَ That indeed Rasulullah is a messenger. Had he been like, he was, uh, like the previous messengers were. Had he been slain in the way of Allah, would you leave the religion of Allah? Allahu Akbar. So the answer to this, of course, is that we must remain steadfast on the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the message that the Prophet specifically now, of course, what applies to us, which is applicable to us, is the message of Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. That still stands and is still applicable to our life, and we must still follow the life and the footsteps of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. Time moves on, but the Sharia does not change. The Sharia remains the same, and we must still stay steadfast on the Sharia brought to us by Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. Now let us go to the story of Sayyidina Daniel uh, alayhi salam. Sayyidina Daniel alayhi salam was walking through the jungle where he saw a dome. A voice called him towards the dome. Daniel السلام, went there and found that the dome was a part of a, to of a tomb. Sayyidina Daniel السلام, entered the, uh, the, the tomb and saw an impressive platform on top of which was a body. The voice told Sayyidina Daniel السلام, to climb the platform, which he did. When he saw, was, what he saw was that a long tailed body on its side. Next to it, he saw a dictation. Sayyidina Daniel read the dictation and he said that a person lying here was a king from the people of Ad. The people of Ad. And the people of Ad have been mentioned in the Quran as those who have been punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of those that have been punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah had granted him a life of 1300 years. Allahu Akbar. This person that was lying there, he had been granted a life of 1300 years. He had 12,000 marriages from which he had 8,000 sons and he had the treasures of wealth. But despite, <coughs> despite the blessings, he could not be grateful. 
Indeed, he showed arrogance for it. The king began claiming that he was God himself. For his guidance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent his prophets, but he paid little attention to their words of wisdom. The prophet then said, I sent a bad prayer on me. This prayer was accepted and Allah sent a drought upon my kingdom. When nothing was growing on this land, he sent requests to other lands for grain and fruit. When that grain and fruit was brought in within the city and the limits of the city where the king lived, the food would turn into soil and would be of no use. A whole week had passed like this. After a while, he says that my wives, children and close friends and close people began to leave me. All that I had was my hunger. One day, in the face of extreme hunger, a person came to the door of the palace. The person at the door had some corn with him, which he was eating. He offered that person a basket full of pearls if he gave him some corn, but the person did not listen. The person finished the corn in front of him and left. In that state of hunger and poverty, the king died. The dictation concluded by saying that no one could, would go near the world after reading my account. Allah. This shows the, the significance of this world, that it has no significance in comparison to the hereafter. That this man, this king, he was given such a long life, 1300 years of life, Allah. But even then he was ungrateful. We have 80 years, 70 years, 60 years, even that is not confirmed. And yet we are ungrateful. Yes? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted many, many thousands of years to these people. And yet they were ungrateful, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished them. We must thank Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam that we are not being punished. As indeed it is Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam which is stopping the punishment being befalling upon us. Otherwise, we would also have the punishment of the people of the previous nations because we are also great ungrateful. So we must turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before a major punishment comes. And of course, the situation we are currently in, that could possibly be a punishment from Allah that we have spent the whole month of Ramadan without even foot, stepping foot in the masjid. Allahu Akbar. If this is not a punishment, then what is it? That we have not been able to step foot into the masajid and the whole month of Ramadan left us. We are on Eid al-Fitr today and we still are unable to go to the masajid. Such a glorious day, a day of celebration. But this actions that we have been doing, this, this ungratefulness that we have, as a result of which possibly the punishment of Allah has come upon us in the form of this virus, this pandemic. So we must turn back to Allah, it is still not too late. We must turn back to Allah. We have just finished the month of Ramadan, we are rejuvenated. We are all full of, uh, all full of uh, this enthusiasm, motivation to do worship. So let us use that motivation and drive to continue this after the month of Ramadan has left us. So we have now entered the month of Shawwal. Let us try and keep the six, six Nafil fasts in order so that we are able to reap the benefits of fasting for a full year, subhanAllah. Try and do these actions after month of Ramadan has passed now so we can continue this and so we can say that we are not ungrateful but rather we are grateful servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sayyidina Khidr salam, he also teaches us the reality of this dunya. Let us read of this. Sayyidina Khidr salam, used to make regular visits to a young devotee of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the Bani Israel. The king heard of this and told the young devotee of Allah that he wanted to see Khidr salam the next time he came. Otherwise, the king would kill him. So when the young man next saw Khidr he told him about the threat he received from the king. Khidr took the young devotee with him to the king's palace. The king asked, Are you Khidr The prophet replied, Yes, I am Khidr The king then said, Khidr, to tell, uh, ask Khidr to tell him a strange story. 
Sayyidina Khizr told the king that he saw many strange and wonderful things in this time. But I wish to tell you this story. So he started to narrate a story to the king. Once I was in a very big and beautiful city. I asked the native of the city that for how long has this city been in existence. The native told me that I, he did not know himself how long the city had been there. And nor did his forefathers know for how long the city had been standing. After 500 years, I passed the same place. And what I saw was not a, single, uh, not a city, but a jungle. There was no sign of that, uh, at all of a city being there before. He said, I saw a man chopping wood and asked him, when did the city get destroyed? The man looked at me and laughed, saying there was no city here before. This place has been a jungle for generations. Our forefathers didn't recall this place being a city. After another 500 years, he said, I passed that same place again. And saw this time a massive river in the place of the jungle that had previously been there. I asked the person who was fishing on the riverbank that since when was the jungle washed away by this river. The person looked at me and said that there has always been a river here and our forefathers told us the same. After another 500 years, he said, I passed the same place. What I saw at this time was that it was an arid desert. I saw a lonely man wandering around and I asked him, since when did the river dry out? Allah. The man said that this place had always been dry. Allah. I asked, since when? He said that it has always been so and our forefathers say the same. After another 500 years, he said, I passed the same place again. This time I saw a huge bustling city that was even bigger than I saw centuries ago. I asked an inhabitant of the city that, that since has this city been in existence. The man told me that this city was very old. He did not know since when this city was inhabited. Oh, our forefathers. Allahu Akbar. This is mentioned in Ajaibul Makhluqat to teach us that this dunya is such that it will always change. It will always change. Today we are living in our homes. Today I am in this house. Tomorrow, who knows who will be inhabiting in this house. And thereafter another person. And then after another person. People come and go. This dunya is the same. This dunya moves on. As Hazrat Khiza showed. That it was a city which turned into a jungle. A jungle turned into a river. The river turned into a desert. And then the desert turned into a city. And none of them had uh, any idea of when this had happened. They always thought that this was the situation of the place forever. But the reality of this dunya is that it is ever evolving. Everything around us is changing. Everyone is changing. Every action we do is changing with us. So we must do correct actions. We must take lesson from this. That the reality of this dunya is that one day we are here. Tomorrow we may not be. We must have heard of the plane crash. Allahu Akbar in Pakistan. And in that, the people they were going back or they were going to Karachi. Maybe to visit family for Eid. But they have not reached the uh, day of Eid. They left before the day of Eid. Who knew that that was going to happen? And as a shayar very beautifully says, So even though today is a day of celebration, we must still not forget our Lord, we must not forget our reality that this dunya for the believers is a prison as mentioned by Rasulullah sallallahu This world is a prison for the believers and it is a heaven paradise for the disbelievers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the blessings and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant accept 